and welcome to Ox Talks. I'm your host, Chris Oxley. And I invite you to follow me on an ever-evolving journey through the fascinating realms of psychology, leadership, and neuroscience. While this podcast was originally crafted to cater to those navigating the intricate world of wealth management and private banking, I now view it as a personal odyssey, a chronicle of my captivating conversations with these particularly intriguing individuals. Together we'll unearth profound insights and priceless wisdom, igniting fresh passions that will drive growth and development in both our professional and personal lives. Inspired by the sheer wealth of knowledge and charisma in this field, my mission is to shine a spotlight on the curiously interesting individuals I'm privileged to encounter. And so I extend a warm welcome to all who share an interest in these subjects. Today's guest is Dr. Alok Shukla, co-founder of Implement AI, who provide a pivotal service in aiding businesses to harness the power of AI. He's also the co-founder of MIA, Making Intelligence Accessible, an initiative that focuses on providing AI training for children and schools. His work is not just about innovation, but also about accessibility, making advanced technology a tool for all. Today, Dr. Shukla will share his insights on how AI is reshaping the landscape of wealth management. From offering fractional chief AI officer services to providing AI consulting, training, and implementation, he works with businesses of varying sizes across the UK, EU, and UAE. So, whether you're a tech enthusiast, a business owner, or just curious about the future of AI and finance, this conversation promises to be enlightening. My name's Alec. I'm co-founder of Implement AI, and we're a technology consultancy that we help businesses unlock the power of AI through consultancy, but also through technology solutions, which we build. And my co-founder is Piers Linney, and people might know him from Dragon's Den. And um, so his background is, is a lawyer, M&A, but also a lot of stuff within cloud computing. He was a very early Microsoft partner many, many years ago, and he was also on the board of Nesta, a massive technology you know, and innovation service. So we've seen, between the two of us, we've seen AI from many different areas. I started working with AI in 2018, 2019, and computer vision, neural networks, it was a lot more expensive, a lot slower and a lot less powerful. Um, and you look at like the power of what there is available today. I mean, this morning with Piers, we were just recording our weekly update. And honestly, like the, some of the stuff that just came out with some, some stuff, which was basically idea to video stuff is really powerful. So no, just really excited to like help, um, you know, SMEs, scale-ups and entrepreneurs, you know, unlock the power of AI in their organization. And I think. In business, there's often so much bad news, but like actually like AI is good news that like if you double click on this and you lean into it, there's actually like a wave. And the question is, this is not a one wave you want to, you want to weigh out. You want to surf this wave. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it brings me quite nicely on. So a lot of my audience is, is specifically around the wealth management, that, that financial planning space or IFA space. And um, I know you've done a lot of work with, with people within this area. And one of the key questions I really wanted to ask is, how is, let's just say, well, we'll call it wealth management, but encompasses all private client advice. How is that market reacting to AI? Are they getting on board with it? What's, what's the general feel from that space? I can only talk about the the demographic that we've interacted with so far through some, we've done like several events in London and also online and offline. And the ones that have reached out to me, probably unsurprisingly, are the ones which are the most progressive thinking, because if they weren't, they just wouldn't engage essentially and they wouldn't have come to one of the events. But what, 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 I, what I found is that like, um, when they see a couple of key demonstrations that we've done and um, where they literally can just start to unlock, and it tends to be one of three demonstrations, one where we're showing 
kind of guided consultation where the AI is listening to the consult and suggesting questions to be asked next. Or another one is where the AI is like listening to calls and, you know, identifying different opportunities or another one where it's actually, you know, like unlocking more insights and creating, you know, specific documents. When they see those, they start to understand like, wow, my, my business is just processing a lot of like words, numbers, and repeatedly, you know, consultations and, and communication. And there's a lot of opportunity to leverage that. And I think sometimes it comes from the angle of um, training. Like they think that, oh, I need to like train and help engage with the next generation. And sometimes I was literally giving this example today, like um, the old style of training was a lot of like, you know, let's load a lot of information into your mind. Like the equivalent, like if you're a taxi driver, you learn the knowledge. So you basically memorize London A to Z and you know every single street. But these new AI tools and the, the AI possibilities of creating your own operating system is rather than expect them to learn the knowledge, give them ways, give them the ability to like, no, turn left, turn right, you know, like do this based off this, do that. You know, I think these kind of like just in time tools and like almost like AI assistance, that's really the thing, right? Like I think all of us, even for our just personal productivity, coming to your question, like I found that like the, the people in wealth management are very progressive and, you know, we got approached by quite a large, you know, fund and bank slash bank, we're speaking with them next year at their event about like, you know, how to, how to do, how to, how to think about AI on, on a panel. So yeah, no, um, they're, 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 it's very clear. People understand, you know, words, images, numbers, sound, you know, AI can process those better than a human. So the question simply comes into like, how do I unlock that within my business? But again, there are the two camps that are the ones that want to grow and want to prosper. And the other ones that just want to stay the same, isn't it? Right. So it depends on the camp. Yeah, no, I can imagine. So coming back to that in terms of the wealth management space, how do you see AI helping the wealth management industry? I think there's two parts, really. Like, I think one part is like in, in better client engagement. So it could be even before they become a customer of a wealth manager. Like often it's like selling the intangible. It's like, how do you help people understand the need and, and the reason why they would be seeing it? So often they say, well, that's why you have to have consultations, learn my expertise. But being able to turn your expertise into like different knowledge bases, different kind of tools where the prospective clients can understand and, and maybe even hear rather than just the written testimonials, hear from the voice of different people who've done things and you know, you can ask questions to I think like in gaining new clients, that could definitely be there. But then also in terms of maximizing the relationship and the opportunities with existing clients. So when you do the, the interviews and you're doing like your fact find and you're also like understanding what's important about money and what it means to them and what they're trying to look for, often there's a lot of information and sometimes in very subtle things like maybe their parents are going into care or maybe they want to be kept looking out for, you know, maybe a younger brother or a niece or something. And there could be a particular driver. And, and if that wasn't like caught, like that, that, that opportunity to like deepen that relationship and potentially offer other products services, which could help them or other approaches could be lost. And I think like using, you know, AI meeting tools, but even customized ones, which fill out all the answers for the questions that they wanted and help pre-prepare reports and at the same time, you know, help deepen that relationship. I think they're the kind of like main bits. Then there are obviously areas where it's a question of like automating and streamlining some workflows. And, but we, we tend to encourage businesses to focus on the kind of like value generating to begin with from the customer's perspective and from the business perspective. So you can drive more revenue and at the same time also it's a good way for the customers to like become start to be more engaged essentially and understand that you're a forward thinking firm because I think these days it, all people want whoever they use to be not just using technology for technology's sake but to be offering the best solution for them basically isn't it right and I think like if you can save people's time and help people do things more effectively then I just think it also just shows that you're like, you know, investing in and in, in doing things. 
And I guess um, it's it's trying to understand. Okay, is AI going to help the advisor in its in in their communication? Which I, I think it can. For I think what's really cool is when you're implementing. Let's say like you've had a super long day because human error comes in quite a bit, right? And it could be a case of a long report that you're putting together, and you might just want that checked. And the, I, where I see a real big plus here is simply not needing to necessarily press on other team members. It's like okay, I'll put this report together or a very very long email, and you could potentially use a chat GBT, sorry, to check that or, or file sheet you can put in. And how did so how does that work? Would you would you tell chat GPT, all right, we want to check this, we don't want to change too much. How, how did how would that process work? Sure. So so just the way to think about it, first of all, is like there's generalist kind of like large language models or AI systems, let's just call it that. And then let's call it like tuned ones or specialized ones, right? So your chat GPTs, your Claude's, your, you know, other examples like that Llama, you know, from Facebook, they're like general ones, basically. So they've got a huge amount of information and it can answer quite widely on anything, okay? What you're talking about is like, how can you start getting it more specific within a particular domain? So what you've got like one level up from that is you can kind of like augment that um, particular AI with a particular knowledge base. So that might be like, this is the kind of customers that we talk about. This is the kind of way we answer emails. Here is a previous examples of emails. Here's previous examples of correspondence. This is our style. So you kind of basically like, you create a customized system which has all of that additional context. And then with that type of system, and with the right kind of prompt, you can get like a much better, more detailed answer, almost like you were talking to the best senior, most experienced person in your company. But even without like a specialized system, even by having a good prompt, which also includes an example of the style that you want, because people think a prompt is just a question, but actually no, it could be, you know, like several lines deep. They could have examples of different things. And, you know, the, the, the modern AIs have like a context window of like 70,000 to 200,000 words, you know, like it's, it's a huge like 300 to 600 page book, you can, you, you can do a lot of stuff within it. So I think the key thing is, is like aiming it in the right way and, and then being able to like, you know, give examples of what you're trying to kind of get as an outcome. But you can totally then have like a particular AI, which is tuned to, let's just say the client communication AI, which only does things in a professional way, in a structured way, but also make sure that the language is used is like not complex English. And it's in like a 11 year old readable English. Like there's different ways of doing it, you know, of like without altering the style overtly. Yeah. And are people maybe using it? So they're, they're getting AI to maybe give them the structure and then they're putting their personality on top of it. Is, is that something that's, that's being used? Totally. And, and you can also like do it the other way around. So like, for example, we, I was writing a white paper and I loaded in like four or five hours worth of um, a presentation that I'd done. And I, I basically like used that and I said, like, look, I want to write this white paper based on this structure. And this is the idea framework I want to use. I want you to organize the information from this um, presentation I've given you, which is like four or five hours worth of transcript and according to this structure. And then it but only use my own ideas in my phrasing, my way. So you can then totally have your own, you know, ideas, you're also train of thought, you're also the way of explaining things and everything else. And, and you should, because no one wants to read Wikipedia style content. Yeah, because I think that's sometimes where people's fear come from, is that they, there's almost this belief of like, well, if AI comes in, what if it gets it wrong? It's like, well, no, you still have to check it. The idea is it just kind of reduces time, right? You're still responsible for your own communication, but I mean, you're going to be much further along than you would have been otherwise. And then obviously, so we're looking there at more the front office side of things. And, and when you're talking to wealth management or IFAs and so forth, how do you see it helping with more back office processes? Is, there, is, is AI getting involved in that now? And, and, and how, how is that even looking? 
Yeah, so for example, there's different use cases we should identify. Like for example, let's just say getting the reports back from, let's say a pension fund or an investment fund or something. And often like they might request for examples of like what someone's already got and it needs to have different information, like the cost of the policy and like the exit this. And like, let's just say like 10 criteria or something like that for it. But often sometimes in the letter, which might be a very long letter, they might only have six of the 10 criteria. And you actually have to go back and ask for the other four things or something like this. And typically that would rely on an experienced person reviewing the letter and remembering to review the letter and accurately spotting the four things were not there and then writing a letter back to the pension place or wherever it is and saying, please give us this. But for example, you could have an AI agent role, which is trained to basically just look at the document and it outputs a table and there's the 10 lines of like this, 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 and it, you can see that four are empty. And because the four are empty, it can then draft a letter saying, please, can you give us this? We have this information. We require these four things basically, right? So then even the pension company can look at it and say, okay, it's a bit pretty unambiguous because you've got like six of the 10 filled out and the four are empty. And, you know, like even for a human that's dealing with it on the other end can kind of see that. So that's just like one example, but there's, there's other ones when it comes into like, you know, creating client reports or even like, you know, um, the annual financial review asking 10 questions of like, you know, where things would be. We showed a proof of concept to someone where it basically was an, an AI assistant that would actually talk to the person and ask them saying, you know, have any changes happened with this or anything like that? And it just asked, you know, in a verbal way, just talking to them, they could answer all the questions. So you totally can have all these things. And it's what we call an AI operating system, which is basically what businesses need to build and unlock their own AI operating system, which basically, you know, augments and enhances all the processes that they do. But we recommend just start with the value generating ones, which can drive more revenue or which address like quite a large cost structure and then develop that. Because the goal really is to like help people in your firm have the best jobs they possibly can do and, and, and be the most engaged they possibly can be. So it's not about letting people go. It's about helping create better jobs basically. And then you can be a more profitable firm with more revenue per employee. You can offer better bonuses. You know, it just comes a virtuous cycle basically. So it sounds like there we're using this to search through data that might be already on existing systems. Is that right? Yeah. Or, or data that's not been captured, but you need to capture it basically for sure. So I guess, and I've had a conversation with somebody recently around this, is there's a question then around security or, or on having this technology being able to access. Now, I'm not, I don't know an IT expert, but how, how are you addressing that or how's the market addressing that? Sure. So I think there's, there's a few things, right? Like, so you have to look at like your policies, your governments, your framework and things like this. So you have to get all that stuff in place before you start looking at like how to implement it. And also then it gives a clear strategy for your own team and also for everybody to understand like how you're going to be processing the data and why it's going to happen. So, I mean, the end of day clients or customers want to understand that you're using technology to help them further and offer the best you know service possible. In terms of IT security, really, it's just a question of um, extending along the lines of what you're already doing. So it's not about necessarily exposing new systems or things to begin with. It can be, for example, like within your team's call or within whatever like this, you've got, you know, tools which are like recording and, and like ensuring everything's happening from within there. You have to have like your own data security. So you make sure that like, you know, files only get stored on particular areas where, you know, the permissions are set a certain way. And it's no different than a document, to be honest, right? Like if you create your own, you know, like document about something and then you make sure it's only saved in particular areas or people with permission, it's, it's like that, basically. Do you, do you think there'll be some sort of governing body with AI at some point, especially within, especially when you're dealing with wealth management and, and this sort of thing? I mean, will, will we see chief AI officers and, and bits and pieces like this? I mean, where, where, where does it go? I think there will be, like I say, we already provide like fractional chief AI office services to like some organizations. And I think that will grow because the consistent thing that I've heard is that like, um, it's nobody's job 
Because it's not just about IT, basically, it's about the whole organization. And like no one was actually tasked with like looking at it. So I think fractional offices for most firms would be perfectly like more than adequate. For much larger ones, yeah, I'm sure they will hire their own one because the pace of change is happening, it's very big. And the cost structure that it can input in and um, it can affect all the revenue it can input it can affect is very large basically like some of the opportunities we've identified are, are very sizable and it's all about like companies going after those in terms of like governance bodies and stuff like this like i don't see they're gonna be i don't think there'll be specialist ones for ai because it really falls underneath like professional regulation from the way people behave themselves because ultimately they're responsible for it's a bit like the calculator isn't it like or, or using a spreadsheet you know you're still responsible but you're just using the tool to kind of like help you with that, basically. Um, and the same thing also with um, with them um, data. Like I mean, there's like the ICO and all those different areas. You know, making sure that everything is 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 correctly stored and and within the, within the things. So I don't see a new body coming for this because it'll just extend into the existing areas. But um, but I definitely think there'll be increased focus for companies because the ones that are not looking at this, I think there's going to be a big acceleration probably from March, April next year where companies that just had started working this like end of this year or Jack or Q1 next year, they, they start to push their enhanced services out or, you know, they, they start to like gain the benefits of like what they're starting to do and they'll start to double down. So I think that probably through 2024, you'll start to notice more things like voice interfaces and different things in different places. But I think from 2024, 2025, you'll start to see some firms like shooting ahead basically, right? Like, and I think that's the, that's the key thing really. Are you finding people, especially in that wealth management space, is there is there much reluctance to it when you're out talking? Is there is there much hesitance about it? Is there concerns about it? Yeah, it, it, what tends to be that like what like like a classic example, like where one partner will come to us and be like, oh, so excited, and they'll have other partners who's like, I don't really get this, I don't understand, they're not engaged or seen anything, and they'll be like, no, no, we don't want to do this, and just on that, you know, that's fine, you know, like uh, it requires buy-in from the leadership team. So totally, and we've seen all the other clients where they um where they basically said. They've got too much um, administration and they basically don't want new clients and, you know, they, they, but they also don't have much digital transformation in place already, like the basics. So you can't leverage AI if you've not got the basics in place as well, you know? So I think like there are opportunities where you can actually leapfrog and you can kind of go, you can skip a step, but it depends really on the mindset. Honestly, the number one thing is the mindset because the, the software and the and this other stuff you can get up put in place relatively quickly. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Although I must admit, from a personal point of view, I, I sometimes look at the information and what it can produce and think it's, if we, if we take wealth management, for instance, and you've got, you know, you, you've got your, your mass affluent, your high net worth, your ultra high net worths. And, and I, in my mind, I think that AI will be maximized most in the, you know, that high affluent space as opposed to that ultra high net worth space. And, but I only really think that because I still believe that there's such a, a, a human element there, which is needed more at the, at the upper end. Am I wrong with that or right? It's always going to be a person, but the thing is you can amp amplify the person. I'll just give an example, right? Like uh, there's so many things you can do as a fine touch. So I'm a member of like a, an entrepreneur membership club in London and they did like a, an event last week for some of their founder members, people joined at day one. And we got this really nice thing at breakfast, which was like a really thick card, personalized handwritten. And on inside it said like, you know, a little personal note to, you know, Everyone got a different personal note and on the back it said, this could have been an email, which was really nice, right? Like it was really thick and it was nice. And there was a little pin, a little badge that we all got as like a founder member, basically. And what was, what was really cool was like, I was at did drinks that evening and like the printer who'd done it, he said, I printed those basically. I was like, exactly. And I was actually saying that like, I imagine there's so many people would love to like, so many firms would love to be able to like offer that kind of like 
signature boutique experience to their clients. But you can use technology to do that because like, if you've got like a system which will automatically, let's say you've just dictated notes you want to everyone and then you have a system enabled, which is let's say like your client retention or your appreciation model or whatever like this. And then the AI would then, you know, trigger a notification to printer who you've already set up that I want this thick card like this, like that. The design was already pre-approved and, and, and re-edited based off like the way it is. And, you know, there's so many things you can kind of like do. And it could either be handwritten in your stuff, but then printed, or it could be that you had someone there handwrite it on the back. There's so many ways of doing it. But what I'm trying to say is like, you can offer that more personal experience, I would argue, using AI, because you could offer it to everyone, not just on the days when, you, when you're like feeling inspired. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I mean, if you could give us almost like a, a bit of an overview on, on how this might work. So I would see, I, I don't use it at the minute, but, but I could see how it would be amazing for a wealth manager when they're first speaking to a client, would be when you do the recording for an introductory call which might be a fact-finding call. Um, and then AI can quickly write you up an overview of those meeting notes afterwards. Um, and then you can, I guess it's a speed thing then, isn't it? You're, you're following up and, and being able to follow up at such pace with such accuracy is, is amazing. But how, I wonder if you'd be able to or even willing to just give us a, an overview of how a business would use that. How do they implement that? What, what's the processes of that? You would want to use some kind of like AI note taker. And there are many ones on the market, like Otter, you know, other ones like this. Even Zoom has one built into it and Teams. Personally, I like Firefly's AI. Like um, there are other ones on the system, but like I just like it because it joins the meetings automatically. It also has very nice summaries. And there's many other things that you can kind of do with the, with the meeting because you actually share it with someone else if you wanted to and they can listen to snippets, search anything, all that kind of stuff. What I tend to do with that is that I don't use just that. I would then output that into let's say a different other system. And then I would ask for like a summary or based on specific viewpoints. So let's just say like, please summarize this with the key action points and any particular elements within there. And then it will give you a very nice summary. And if you send that to the client, literally within five minutes of having done the meeting and it's detailed and it's also, and, and it's, it's summarized, but it's got, it shows it caught all the, all the mean bits basically, right? You know, like uh, any numbers or anything like that, but they, they will be like straight away. My time on that phone call was worth it. You paid attention, you understand, you know, like, uh, and they can see that you're on it basically. So I would argue that like, um, being able to show in those kinds of interactions, like how professional, how on it you are, it will help inspire confidence for the things which they cannot evaluate you on, like judging the investment thing or this, that, or whatever like that, you know, like, uh, but they can just see, okay, they're, they're professional, they're courteous and they're on it. Yeah. And I, I think that's. That's a really easy place or simple place to start, isn't it? To really see the power of this because it's, and, and that's, that's not even specific to wealth management. That's across all industries, isn't it? Any client facing, and it can help you do that. And I think, and I know we touched on this earlier on, it's, it's the key point of you don't miss anything. Um, everything's picked up on. And, and it, is, it, it is easy to forget that we're humans and we, we all make mistakes. And I guess it's reducing risk factor as well. And do you think we'll, We'll get to a point then, or we might, we might even be there then, where, where, where those fact-finding initial meetings are, are literally updated into systems, it's already there and we just check it. Is that already here? Is that tech here? Or I guess it could be. You mean like for, after the meeting, you're talking about like extracting all that information and everything? Yeah, if it, if it then goes into our, like our CRMs or, or something like that, we, we, where we know and it already packs out the basics of that of that meeting because it's all about reducing you know the typing right and or, or whatever whatever you're doing and if it can put in put in that information immediately um that's a huge reduction in in output from your advisor yeah it can do all of those bits i mean i think you'll, you'll still have to pull in like some of the stuff from 
the investment fund or this or that and all that kind of stuff and those things which might take a bit more time. But but anything that's like based off of the conversation that can be summarized or elemented or what your plan is or what your goal is or whatever like this can totally be, be pulled out and done. And then it's just running extra calculations on the other data that you've got based on their current you know assets, things like that, basically. So you, I, I noticed you've done quite a few talks recently within wealth management seminars and, and whatnot. What are, you, what are you talking to them about? What sort of, what key bits of information are they really looking for and, and what's, what's going down well? So I think the key thing that I, I'm like communicating is like the, the opportunity for entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners. And, and, and I kind of like show them direct examples and the power of AI through demonstration of different systems that we built. And then also explain to them like where the technology is going, where the opportunities are. And then like, for example, last week we did a presentation for our AI insiders where we we're talking about how to build your AI operating system, the different areas you need to think about, what technology looks like, what capabilities are, what's the ask the possible, different things like this. So really what I'm trying to do is, pe- is take people from, I've heard about something and it's interesting, but it doesn't relate to me to this is exact, I completely get how this will work for me. And this is an opportunity for me and I need to be on it. So that, that's my goal is basically just to, uh, uh, you know, o- o- turn on that light bulb basically for the people that are receptive to it. And I have to say, I was at, in, in conference in Dublin and there was actually a wealth manager from the UK and he said, he came past me when he was at breakfast space and he said, he said, oh, look, I'm so, so, so grateful that I attended. It was like so good. You're helping so many people. It was really nice to hear this, right? Like, uh, and the guy was like, I'm so excited. And I was not really looking at AI before, but I'm really looking at AI on the plane home. I'm so excited. So, you know, like, I mean, end of the day, many people have been in business for many years and sometimes, you know, despite the best, it can still get a bit routine. And, and so when you see people that reawaken enthusiasm, what they're doing because of the new way to do it, or you see, for example, some team members within companies, when they see that the boss is like bought into it and they're doing stuff, they get excited as well. They see, okay, this company's going to go somewhere. It's got more prospects in the future, because I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a recruiting tool as well, right? Like the companies that like are embracing this are going to be the companies that people want to work for, because why do you want to work for a company where you're doing everything manually when that's not going to be the way it's going to be in the future? So you're almost de-skilling. If you're in a place which is not using it, you're actually de-skilling. Just finally, where do you see the future trends, if you like, within AI, within wealth management? Yeah. So I think like what's going to happen is you're going to get um, two things. I think there's going to be like the rise of personal AIs. So the number of people that will be using AI themselves that will be like observing all of their emails, listening to all their conversations even looking at the reports they get from wealth advantages and the different things like this, like, and, and they'll be like, the AI will then be helping them decide or even ask questions directly, you know, on, on different things. I'll just give an example. I had a blood test back and I was analyzing it with the AI. Obviously I had the doctor's report, but I had further questions and I was able to like get that from within the AI. So I don't see why someone might just do that with the wealth management. They might get some elements or some questions back on their things. So the rise of like personal AI, so people themselves, clients themselves will potentially become more um, aware and also have their AIs asking questions for them, you know, like on their behalf. And the second thing I think will be like, um, really there will be firms that will start adopting this as part of their operating system. And then, you know, Microsoft, you know, Apple, all that kind of stuff, they will start embedding it more into their systems as well, where you, you just be like, just like I'm talking to you, you potentially could be like talking with, you know, the AI and it was working with you and it's also watching everything you're surfing. And I mean, all that kind of stuff, like I've already used tools where they, it, it keeps a track of everything that's been on my phone and it can like ask questions on it. But I think it should be get to the more proactive area, basically like, Hey, there's an email that you didn't, that you didn't reply to, but the deadline's today and it will then guide you Like, you better do this or it wanted this electricity bill. Or I think it'll start getting quite interesting, basically, you know, once we start delegating and feel more comfortable to give more and more power to AI, a bit like self-driving cars, right? You know, we, 
we're comfortable initially with it lane keeping, we're comfortable with it breaking, and then, you know, step by step, you kind of go from there. Okay, look, amazing. I, I think there's probably so much you could go on to, but as you've already mentioned, it is you know, such a case by case depending on the business. And I've already recommended you to two clients within the wealth management space, but if people are listening out there, what's what's the best way to uh, get in contact with you and, and learn a bit more? Yeah, perfect. So connect with me on um, LinkedIn. I'm sure uh, Chris will put like the details on there or uh, myself or Piers. And at the same time, also you look us up at implementai.io. So that's implementai.io. And we've got lots of free white papers and, you know, and guides, information, all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, you know, you can get the information. And then if you want to have a you know, meeting to discuss how this could be an opportunity, we, we work from like different levels, like providing training to organizations. So we, we did, we're running some training courses last week, for small groups of 10. It's a good way to get the team engaged and, and, and on point. We've got our AI Activate, which is a 60-day sprint where we work with organizations to get them engaged and help them get kickstarts. And then we've got our AI Advantage program with like a more ambitious clients and bigger clients that they can, where we're creating some real, you know, opportunity and advantage for them, basically. But yeah, you know, read our stuff, listen to our podcast. Um, if you, if you listen to our AI and podcast as well on a weekly basis, you can kind of keep, keep up to speed, basically. So, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, Alec, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been a pleasure speaking to you and um, no doubt we'll catch up again in the future. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Ox Talks. It's an absolute privilege to explore the fascinating intersection of these fields with our incredible guests. And if you found inspiration in our conversation, I encourage you to not only subscribe to Ox Talks on your preferred podcast platform, but also to seek out and follow our guests too. Anticipation is already building for our next guest, and I sincerely hope you'll join us for the upcoming episode of Ox Talks. Thank you for being a part of the Ox Talks family, and we can't wait to have you with us again soon. Thank you.